Hi there, it's Shane Stacks of the Shane Plays Geek Talk podcast, and you're listening to Save for Half. Not only does Save for Half have more boss per minute than any other RPG podcast on the market, but it's also fortified with essential vitamins and iron as an important part of your nutritious breakfast. Now that you've cast out the evil sorcerer and taken his treasures and searched his colon for gems, it's time for you to kick back and listen to the Safe for Half Sideshow. The Save for Half Sideshow, where it's all fun and games until somebody takes a four-sider to the eye. Welcome, one and all, to the Save for Half Sideshow, North Texas Edition 2022. I am one of your hosts, DM Mike, and I will be playing the role of the CoastCon Biloxi Convention at this podcast. DM Liz will be playing the role of the Dallas Fantasy Fair. (laughs) It is still going. Is it? My favorite old con, Dallas Fantasy Fair. I loved it. It's going again. It had a little gap, but it is going again. So, And DM Corbett is here as Dundercon. Hey, Dungeon of Beavers Woo-hoo. to the end. Jim mm. <laughs> the granddaddy of podcasters, is granddaddy of conventions, Gen Con. I, I mm-hmm. think I am actually seven years older than Gen Con. <laughs> and our guest as North Texas 2022, Satan! Bad Mike himself. Really? He's here? Oh, well, that guy. yeah, he's here. <laughs> And we're here to talk about how North Texas 2022 went. Or rather, we're going to hear Bad Mike talk about it because I don't remember anymore. Mm. <laughs> I really talk about Dallas Fantasy Fair, man. That was a, that was a heck of a convention. That, that oh, was, back in the I day, yeah. Oh, it was, my gosh. In the 90s, late I 80s, 90s, it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that was my very first convention that I ever went to was the Dallas Fantasy Fair. Liz, we probably pa- we probably just passed each other and bumped into each other. And then said, oh, excuse me, and then we walked around and we didn't know. How did we know we would know each other later? We didn't know. I this. know. It's like, no well, idea. we saw somebody with long dark hair wearing a red command next gen uniform. That may very well have been me. She was cosplaying. Interesting. Had, and her hair was um, permed, a la you know Deanna Troy kind of hair. Oh yeah, good yeah. stuff. But red, a red shirt, really. Hey, mm-hmm. next gen, that's command. Ooh. I don't know why. I just had you pegged for sciences. Yeah. Huh. Well, I think either one would have looked good. But North Texas RPG mm-hmm. Con is what we're going to talk about. Oh, bad Mike. I want to talk about Dallas Fantasy Fair. Seriously, let's just How talk about did Dallas Fantasy Fair. Go. Mm-hmm. Oh, it went great. So we had uh, we had our annual convention, year 14. Oh, stop that. Everybody oh my here God, went. Has it been 14? Yes. Yes. Mm. Next year will be 15. 
Everybody um, here attended, which is great. I love that. No, we had a good time. This was the second. This is the first con we had without Doug. Actually, he was he was uh, around last year. He did not attend the con, but he set everything up, and so he, it was. It still had a lot of his fingerprints on it. This is the first Doug and or Mike and Gary con where we just we had to do everything, and it was it was tough, but we got most of it done, and and we did pretty well, and so um, we still are not up to the numbers of. 2018 2019 which are pre-plague but we did we thought we we did pretty well and uh we had a great time and everything went really good all the little mishaps we had were very tiny and they were easily solved which is great we didn't have any major boo-boos or anything and the venue was wonderful they 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 had issues the last couple of years and a lot of it was was because of the plague and they had half their staff and they did not have a they didn't have a convention staff i mean they were just really really hurt in the last couple of years but so so we were close to 500 uh 2018 2019 we're hovering around 400 still right now but a lot of people have not come back to the convention scene yet so but we did we, we were happy we, we did well and maybe that's what we need to ramp up as you know to start out slow and get bigger as you know well, now as, they know as, corbett's gonna be there <laughs> yeah that's the draw that's the draw <laughs> yeah, i don't think that's on you guys because i mean you know people are hesitant to fly now still and well, yeah, there was that it, massive was storm. Yeah. Oh, there was a big storm. We did lose some people from the storm too. We yeah. Had a few people mm-hmm. didn't, didn't show up, but I was thinking I wasn't going to make it because of that. So <laughs> Mike and I were wondering if we'd make it, and we live here. <laughs> <laughs> we're forty miles away. Well, everybody is pre-con. I mean, I, I know Gary Con has been is lower than last year, and and then uh, Gamehole Con was lower. So everybody that I know, they're all still ramping up to where to get to where they were uh, pre-con or pre-plague. I think it was a benefit because I, I, I'm going. You know me; I'm not one to blow sunshine and rainbows up anybody's uh, rear facing of their miniature. But uh, <laughs> I went into this one like, okay, you know, like the first Gary comeback, the first Total comeback, the first Game Old comeback. You go, you just naturally go in. Okay, how's this going to be? All due respect to Doug, I think this might have been. I mean, it's subjective, but this might have been the best one so far for me, anyway. It was really, really, really good, Mike. You know, actually, Jim, I think you had the best comment. Well, Darlene had the best comment, and you quoted that when she said, Doug's here. Like, she had that sudden, like, moment. Oh, yeah, you could feel uh, him there, for sure. And it wasn't just because of that uh, hippie poster you guys did of him. (laughs) Nice. That was a great poster, man. That poster was awesome. So how does it do under black light? I haven't tried it yet under black light. I'll have have to experiment. That's what we're all about is experimenting. <laughs> but so, I'm just saying, yeah, so, good job, you guys, because holy no, crap. Thank, I mean, that could have been much, easy. Yeah. It was very difficult because Doug was a very hands-on type A personality. He liked to do everything himself. He very, very miserly would toll out other deeds. Like we'd beg, to, can we do something else, please? And he would try to do it all. And the last couple of years, unfortunately, with his uh, illness, he dropped the ball a lot. He was just not able to get stuff done. So it, Gary and I, this year, even though we started late, which this year we've actually started a lot earlier, you know, we, we worked on it a lot and, and we managed to divide the things we had to do. You know, I mean, this is all technical con type stuff for those not interested in running a con. You probably wouldn't be that interested in this, but, you know, you have things that you're good at. That I'm not good at numbers. I'm not good at computer stuff. Gary handled all that. Gary doesn't like to schmooze. He doesn't like, to, he doesn't know the special guests. I handled all special guests. I handled the three casts award stuff. I handled the auction stuff. That's all stuff I excel at. Gary did the stuff he was good at. And it was perfect. And then David did all the video stuff, which I don't really know anything about. And Gary doesn't care to do. So it, it worked out really well the way we divided the activities. Why don't you rattle off the whole crew? This is a good time to thank everybody because some of us just know the big 
heads in the room, but well, we just well, it's we have an all volunteer crew, and it's all pretty much family and friends. And that's something Doug and I wanted to do. That's something we talked about is we wanted to keep it a family affair, which is why we don't want to get bigger than five hundred people at least for a long time until we at least start hitting five hundred people. I mean, that'd be nice to hit five hundred people. So it's just it's mostly uh, myself, Gary, and uh, Doug's son, and uh, Gary handles all the uh, number stuff and all the accounting, and he has all the spreadsheets and all that good stuff, and I do all the glad handling. David does all the video stuff, and then we also have, uh, oh gosh, uh, my brother, uh, obviously he's there. He he doesn't just appear in a Speedo. He does other things, too. He doesn't he does just. All the, uh, he doesn't just do that. He does um, the, the chariot racing, and he handles all the chariot racing, all the gladiator battles, and gets the trophies. And he made the great setup. I don't know if you saw that awesome shrine to Doug we had behind the desk, but, but, but Rob did all that. Rob did all that stuff. He got the picture done. He got the trophies set up, the, the gladiator trophy. He actually used Doug's gladiator trophy for when he won and Doug's racing trophy or, or Circus, Circus Maximus trophy trophy from when he won and he put all the winners from every year in there because he kept that meticulously so it was just really amazing i mean look i thought that looked really great that little shrine to doug back there and then um jason neff as a friend of uh, david's he helps us uh too chris fuller and his son come and they basically set up the tables they, they clean up all the mats and they put all the plastic little holders that have the, the game names in there and they also put the names is, oh, is chris the uh, big tall dude with a bushy beard yep that's him yeah he, and oh, he the, was fantastic man he yeah. was coming in and out of the room changing signs like crazy doug had a tendency when he saw somebody was interested and wanted to help he would say hey guess what you're part of the con now that's what he did to zach glazer years ago he said hey you're part of the con now so zach and his wife jen help us a lot they help us with special guests a lot especially frog god special guests or frog god attendees they handle all that so we don't have to deal with the frog god stuff that they they do all the frogs like bill webb or ken spencer or this year uh, casey christopherson was also a special guest i guess i think it was casey and bill were the two frog god special guests that's hilarious <laughs> that you need one whole position just to handle frog god games guys <laughs> well just take you know every little bit that somebody does helps us and they did a lot more too that they jen is really good jen glazer about running and getting us stuff like she did the bid cards this year there's just little things that they do that they're really good about doing they'll ask hey have you done this yet? No, I haven't. Okay, we're going to go get that. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Somebody's going to run and get that for us. And so they're, they're real good at helping us with things like that. But yeah, like I said, it's just all kind of volunteer. I know I'm probably leaving somebody out. I mean, we have people like Matt Roberts who who has helped us so much. He's made a, a giant, wonderful psychedelic poster last two years that went for over $1,500 auction both years. And, and this year we also had little handouts of the poster which were pretty cool you get those signed by the guests and it, it featured a, a really psychedelic picture of doug that looked great it was awesome and then um tom wilson helps out every year he always creates something for us like a freebie and basically gives us give it to us and we get to sell it all we pay for is printing well, we, we have it printed up and then tom wilson writes it and just to, i mean this year was a copy of his back to basic fanzine for basic and expert D. the old stuff you guys remember that you guys like the old mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. um, I own it. I own it. I know. It's, and uh, so these guys used to do them. I think they did a podcast about it for a long time. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I can't yeah. remember. Now. I it's don't remember. <laughs> it didn't happen. No. Did. Uh, <laughs> Diesel made one of your trophies too. So right? long ago. Yes. Well, Diesel made both of our trophies. He made the Gladiator and the Circus Maxis, and this year he's going to make the new Three Castles Award trophy. Diesel is a great sculptor. I mean, his sculpts are really nice. He does a, an excellent job of sculpting. So Diesel's helped us out there. Oh, I was going to say Tom. So for those at home, Tom is going to have a – he's already completed a special adventure. Um, it was not ready for this year's, and we wanted it to be perfect, so we thought, okay, we'll just keep it for next year. But it is a sequel to Before the Lost City. Hmm. It is six. 64 pages long. He kept writing and writing and couldn't stop. All new art and all new adventures. I like him already. 
Yeah. <laughs> so so Tom did that, and that's that is all. That's going to be awesome for next year. So and he's helped. He he co-authored with me uh, B two point five X one point five that were sequels to uh, Keep on the Borderlands and Isle of Dread, respectively. And so we, we love we love BX. BX is. BX is the game. That's the system I run when I run a, a table game at a convention. I, I haven't switched to OSE yet. I'm still doing BX, pure BX. So, well, isn't OSE basically BX? It is. It's it's just OX oh. better or BX better ranged and better, better organized. Know, with, yeah, yeah, with a little okay. So everything's not in the back. You don't have to flip through all the pages to find stuff. But I, I have yet to really. I like OSE a lot. I have really yet to get into it and so i'm just using bx until i really really figure out osc enough to where i can use that because osc is kind of the 500 pound gorilla right now in, in osr gaming so yeah but yeah so that's pretty much our staff and we just get a lot of help from people we get a lot of donations from people gosh it's so i can't even go into the number of people who basically buy sponsorships just help us out money wise and just basically just give us stuff and you guys were there the con you saw the the, the couple of tables of stuff i had that some guy walked in, his name was brad and he's been to a lot of our conventions he's a friend of jason braun he walked in with seven giant boxes of gaming stuff Dropped them on the table. Said, "Here, you guys can have this. You can do whatever you want to it." Ooh. And we're just like, "Holy!" I just had the box open. I just hope people look, pick out what you want. And I'll just price it and, and, we'll, and just give the money up front. And we made well over a thousand dollars. And that he didn't even that we probably sold half of it. I mean, we have got another half of that to sell. So that was just an amazing thing. And that's what's so great about the con is everybody just kicks in and you know pitches in that way. And it's just it's so cool the way everybody kind of comes together. It's the way gaming is supposed to be. Indeed. Well, now. I'm going to ask you the really important question. Who left the skeleton? <laughs> I got a funny story about the skeleton. So after Doug passed away, Gary and I had been tasked with cleaning the warehouse out. And it was a chore. Zach Glazer came into town one week and cleared out all the computer stuff. We found brand new TRS-80s in the box that Doug had collected. And, and we just were stuck in corners of the warehouse. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he had a giant Tandy collection, a giant Tandy collection of just old Tandy computers. But we also found there was a stack of boxes that had been in the corner for so long. I looked at them. There was a bunch of skeletons. There were these plastic life-size skeletons. I don't know why Doug bought him. He wasn't a big Halloween guy. I don't know if he had some kind of plan for the convention he never told us about. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they were doing, but they're all fully articulated, giant, life-size skeletons, and they're not cheap. I and they were buried in the warehouse, so we're sure they're <laughs> plastic. <laughs> are we sure? No. But there was about 16 of them. They run, these are like 80 to $100 skeletons. They're not They're not cheap. So, I mean, they're not something you just go, okay, just throw those in the dumpster. Yeah, we don't have to deal with them. We're like, well, we can actually sell these around Halloween. I mean, not now, but maybe Halloween. And so we pulled one out and I said, well, let's just get rid of one at the convention. We'll auction one off. I don't care what anybody does with it. So I had a rather, rather weak joke that it was a skeleton of Dallas Egbert. Ow. For those of you. Come on. I, I was Satan. Satan done worse than that. Much worse. <laughs> okay, fair mm. point. I had worse than that at the convention. I won't even share it. So, but yes, the skeleton of Dallas Egbert. But yeah, it was. And so we auctioned it off. And whoever won it didn't take it. They left it on a chair and put Carl Heil's name tag on it <laughs> and, a, and a jaunty hat. I, I think there was a D and D, some dice and D and D books by it. And we just kind of left it there and people, uh, I can't believe all people that took pictures with it or took pictures of it. Oh gosh. Um, I was one of them. It's like, Oh, I got to get this. <laughs> oh, that thing was getting so, the name badges. Oh yeah. I was not going to take it back. I have six, 15 more at the warehouse. I'm not taking it back. And I told Gary that 
podcast. I'm not taking it. I am not going to take it back. We sold it. It goes away from here. So it was adopted by the staff at the at the hotel. Oh, they awesome. took a picture. They took a picture of it and sent it to us. Of course, they called it Carl. Uh, because, because it had Carl, Carl House name tag on it. Gary said, yeah, I got to go by and pick it up. I'm like, oh, no, please don't pick it up. I want it gone. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to. I don't think he's picked it up yet. But yes. Dude, I've got I've got your auction idea for next year. This is your free from Jim 2023 skeleton auction idea. You auction the skeleton off in the Speedos. And, and, oh. and, and what you're auctioning is your brother will not wear Speedos that convention while they're on the skeleton. But I would have to t- maybe touch the Speedo. So that's <laughs> out. That that's what surgical gloves are for. And, and I, I, think, I don't think that would help. I don't think the surgical gloves and tongs would help. Um, uh. Hazmat? Um. Yeah, okay, maybe. Okay, now we're talking. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we remember seeing that Sunday night. The skeleton was still in there, and we were debating whether or not. Well, obviously, whoever you know, bought it left it here. Should we take it? I don't, yes, I don't you wanna, should have taken it. Yes. I don't want to take it your instincts if it were correct. belongs to someone else, though. <laughs> no, we're it like, belongs okay, to you. We'll no, come no. down <laughs> Monday morning, and if it's still here Monday morning, we'll take it. And it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And we went by there and it was no longer in the hallway. So Sweet. we figured, well, whoever it belonged to finally took it with no, them when they went home. No, the staff adopted it at that point. They took it into their office oh. and they, they, they sent pictures to Gary, to Gary and I of them posing with the skeleton. Hey, should so make it belongs to them now. <laughs> I think so, too. Hey. I absolutely agree with that. You should make this a North Texas tradition to auction off a skeleton every year <laughs> in different weird outfits and name tags and stuff. Mike, that would take 15 years. I, I, I want these skeletons well, already, You just, as you eloquently <laughs> pointed out to us, it's already been 14. Oh. I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to figure out how I could possibly get through TSA with a skeleton. It's plastic. It'll definitely fit in the overhead compartment. <laughs> it would fold up, yes. It will fold yeah. up, definitely. So, we, yeah, that was one of the many things we found in the warehouse and we decided let's just get rid of this and yes we're gonna to have to try harder apparently try harder oh, yeah. this some of the stuff definitely so i guess the auctions went well the auctions went great we but we broke our record for last year last year we made over seventeen thousand dollars and look to put this in perspective we're talking this is a four we had 400 people at last year's convention 400 and we made over $17,000. Yes, we have a few of the big spenders in the collecting hobby here. That's very true. But, you know, we also had a silent auction. We had the midnight auction. You know, it wasn't just the live auction that brought the money. And it was other other venues. We made we made $31,000 this year from the auction. Wow. From 400 people, yes. Now The same number of people. Same number of people. That's basically. a lot of jet skis. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we... But we, we had to give out commissions this year. We, we didn't have as many commissions last year. So I want to say Gary said really only made, I can't remember, he said 25000 24000 something like that. Anyway, Holy. we still broke the record. And that's one of the few revenue streams the con has. It's just pure, purely just goes to the con. That helps us put on the con another year. I mean, that we basically paid for next year. Next year is already paid. That Jim Kitchen guy, man, he's worth every kickback you have to give him. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's very demanding behind the scenes, though. We're talking green M&Ms, you know, the whole <laughs> yeah. world. Um, but no, yeah, he's, he's, he's a great guy. Yeah. I don't know if this is something you really want to get into on the show, but for those of us who really don't have a whole lot of an idea of what goes into creating, maintaining, and running a convention, I mean, how big of a spending output 
the output can you reasonably think I'm going to have to at least have this amount of money to be able to put on a convention? As far as a budget? Yeah. That's actually a very good question because a lot of conventions fail because people don't do the numbers and don't understand. Right. I'd have no idea where to start on how much to put aside and for what and that kind of thing. Now, I can't speak for other conventions, but I know our convention, I would say, and Gary will probably yell at me that I was wrong, but I would say about 30 to 40, between 30 and $40,000 we can put our convention on. Now, we're a small convention. We're, we're very small compared to a lot of conventions. And we don't pay for some special guests fully. Like Mike and Liz were special guests. Jim was special guests. I believe we paid for your rooms, but we did not pay travel expenses. We do pay travel for some of the, the older guests, the, the more immortal yeah. types like the hey, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting older and Tim's not coming anymore. So, hey. I know. So, just, well, you never know. Oh, yeah, there you go. But yeah, no, you, so we haven't had our rooms paid for, though. Oh, you did not have your rooms paid for? We, no. I was going to say, we've we've never had our rooms paid for, but we've we've been happy to come oh, well, just for the free passes. Well, yeah, we may Because we do live that. right here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, we, we may have to rectify that because it's not like, I, I don't want you to have to drive in every day because you were trying to save money. That's, I think you all used to do that. That was awful that you had, yeah. to, you drove back to Denton and drove in. Yeah. Yes. We tried that the first year or two as like, we, no. we can't do this. No, no this isn't no. working. Like, we, we like to stay up late and do stuff. And I'm terrible about driving. I especially hate right. driving at night. I've got just enough of, an astigmatism that it makes lights kind of flare if I try to drive at night, headlights and streetlights and stuff. So I really don't like doing it. Jim can attest to that. He almost died. That's right. <laughs> it wasn't even dark yet. <laughs> no, it's, I have the same problem. I, I don't like to night drive at this point in my life either. So it's really, and plus if you're, if you're going to a convention, it really behooves you to stay at the stay in the place because you help the convention out with room nights but you also you get to experience a lot of things behind the scenes that most people don't see because they're not there that much and you don't people don't realize how much goes on after the quote-unquote games are over i mean there's lots of stuff that goes on afterwards i, I mean I, I know one night i'm sitting there and i saw liz having dinner with darlene darlene and who was your other was it jim the other person at the table it yeah was jim, jim. Yep. Yeah. That you can't get that if you go home after the convention. That that's not what you know. You don't get those kind of experiences to have dinner with Darlene. So that well, it's, yeah. it, it's always been one of the best parts these past fourteen years of North Texas Con because four was my first North Texas Con, and at that time Gary Con, Gamehole Con, and North Texas Con were all about the same size, a few hundred. Right. And right. you guys have capped that and kept it that way, and that's wonderful because you can go to Gary Con and play in a special guest game, but you can go to North Texas Con and the guy playing the halfling next to you is Errol Otis. And that's or, a very important part of our mission statement, so to speak, because we, and we, we reiterated that this year with other controversies that are going on in the game industry about VIPs and VIGs. We don't have VIPs or VIGs. You're, everybody's equal. You, Our special guests are supposed to go. They're supposed to mingle with other people. I think you guys did a good job, but Mike and Liz and gyms of the world did a great job mingling and that's what you're supposed to that's all we ask we ask that you run a game or two uh mingle and just be accessible because a lot of these cons you go to and i'm not gonna call anybody out by name but these bigger cons you don't even see some of the special guests because they're all booked for vip games or you know they're behind the scenes stuff and you don't you don't really get to see them or interact with them well that's that's not what NTRPG cons about. I want to testify here that it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I love the con. I, weird I good love or the weird con. bad? Well, just weird. Because I'm sitting here, I, I sit down at the table because Mike and Liz don't come down until like noon or whenever they wake hey. up. And, <laughs> and Jim is always hanging out with Darlene. So I'm just sitting at the table. 
and then hey, I'm mingling uh, like you're supposed to <laughs> with Darlene and Darlene only. Yes, <laughs> it's okay. But I'm sitting High at five. the table and like James Shields is sitting next to me and we're talking about moving into homes and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's James Shields. I know his stuff. And then oh, what Ed? Uh, um, oh, Bickford. Uh-huh. Just down two tables over. He shows up. I'm like, oh my gosh. His, oh, I love his stuff. Like everybody keeps coming in. They're like, hey, I love your podcast. I'm like, no, you're thinking of another podcast. <laughs> you must be talking about somebody important because holy crap. <laughs> Except there's a banner right next to you that clearly says say meet, perhaps. Meet so. the host. Yeah. <laughs> I think they read it wrong. <laughs> well, here's here's nice. an apple to apples comparison, Mike. And you would never know it from my obnoxious on air personality, but I'm introverted and too many people I can't handle. So Lloyd Metcalf has for years now organized the same art meet at both North Texas Con and Gary Con's. I've never right. been to the one at Gary Con because it's in the middle of a bar with 7,000 right. people in the building. I go to the one at North Texas Con now without fail because that dinner you saw was just the art meet moving over to the table for dinner. Part of the art. Can, yeah. can I tell you a great story about that? I think I, you might have heard the story or not, but there was a young lady named Penn who was at the convention who was a budding artist and she was at the art festival i'd never seen at the convention before i think that was the first time she'd ever gone she was talking to people there and she asked and then so she was talking to lloyd lloyd said hey talk to mike and so she said is darlene at this convention because i am the biggest darlene fan ever and she went on for five minutes just to wax poetic about how much she loves darlene and she's inspiration and she's everything to her and is there any way i can get the meet and i said i can make this happen hold on one second so i went over to where you guys were having dinner jim liz and darlene i said darlene your biggest fan is over here when you're through eating would you like to come over and meet her? And she's like, of course, yes. And so I go in over there. I said, it's done. Darlene will be over here when she's through at dinner. And she's like, oh, my God. Seriously? I said, yeah. She'll be over here. And she freaked out for about 15. I mean, Darlene made her sweat, too. She didn't, like, come over really. It was like, it was like 15, 20 minutes. She said her sweat. But she came over, and she was so – I mean, it was amazing. I mean, she, this, this woman, young woman, was just over the top. Darlene drew her a personal sketch. Then on the other side of the sketch, she wrote her a personal message in really cool – Darlene calligraphy that said, you know, never lose your dreams and keep hope and all. I mean, just really inspirational stuff. And you could tell it absolutely made this made this girl's day. I mean, she was oh. at, she was just over the top, just excited. And she was just glowing and bouncing up and down the whole rest of the evening. Just because Charlene is the best. Uh, it's it's totally <laughs> awesome, but it's weird. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but Jim Wampler's on our show with us. No, he's really? crazy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. Listen, <laughs> knock that shit off, man. We could all fly. We could all fly for free to North Texas Con next year on the money you've wasted on tickets and then didn't show up. Wow, that's very true. Ooh, I was thinking about that. Tough, but like fair. I should just donate. Hey, you know what? I, I, I totally got a room out of the blue, thanks to Bad Mike being there and like schmoozing with the hotel and make, making it happen. I didn't have a room at all this year. That was more I of just a showed up. That was a Gary schmooze more than a Bad Mike. Schmooze. It was a Gary. <laughs> I, mean, I thought <laughs> was Gary a, was wasn't a Gary people person. No, but he, but he did the, but he does the numbers that the hotel stuff. He he handles all the hotel stuff. I I just tell him who gets a room and who needs this and that. And so he he does that. So that that's uh, that was probably that was more Gary making that happen than me. Oh, I was super grateful. I mean, I mean, I, it's Texas, so I figured I could stay at the American Embassy if I got stuck. But it turns <laughs> yeah, out they closed that down. So oh, okay, yeah. well, I hope you got your pilot light relit and you're coming back because you need to be there. Honestly, I'm really really stoked. This I am really part stoked. of the show brought to you by North Texas RPG Con and. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
I wonder, I wonder to add one thing about the cost of the con, because I was telling you it costs between thirty dollars and $40,000. So when you look at a con, a lot of cons fail because they don't look at those numbers and say, okay, this is this is our target. And Gary, is he's an accountant by trade. He was extremely good at saying, okay, here's our target. This is what we need. He would remind me every couple of weeks, this is what we need. Because if you might know, I, I started an auction page on Facebook, North Texas RPG Con auction page plug plug and i've been auctioning stuff to help the con out and so after every auction we make a couple thousand dollars you say okay we're down to this we're down to this and so it was very helpful to know exactly what we needed then about april or may we hit thirty thousand. you said okay we can have the con this year it's going to work and and then of course we went over that but you have to manage and then this is why a lot of conventions do offer vip and vig badges because that money goes straight into the kitty to running the con so i don't really begrudge anybody that when they do stuff like that that's just not what we're about but those are really necessary to try to hit your target number because you got to imagine if we're if we're looking at a number let's say thirty five thousand a, co- a convention like Gary Con's probably looking twice that or you know maybe even more than that and so they they have to hit that number by you know if you don't want to raise the the fee to get in the convention of course you don't want to make it one hundred and fifty bucks to get in the con uh, you know you want to keep it reasonable you have to find other revenue streams and that's so it's usually, much you know, the similar skills to manage and hold a convention to as to holding a successful kickstarter i was about to say or or any business it start you better start with a spreadsheet and figure out your, your very numbers. good comparison no, that's good that's that's very that's very good mike that you, and that's why you know a lot of kickstarters fail yes because they don't plan ahead they think i got a great idea i'd love to have a kickstarter they just they, that's what they have a great idea and this is all the money i'll need and then oh crap i needed twice that but it's too late kickstarter took out 10 percent. what well they are they always do that yes you need to be aware of that you know, so yeah, the things like that you gotta you gotta know. So and- maybe maybe this is the best news of all for this particular North Texas RPG Con because it's no corporate secret that up until D- uh, Doug's passing, it was Doug's party and coming out of Doug had your back. He's right, he's right. he's paying for stuff to have the party he wants to have. But now I'm hearing, okay, we're good for next year. Okay, this is gonna work. So Dougie Warbucks, yeah, because Doug would just he, he would always compare it to me like this is like a vacation, and he would take a vacation with his family. They'd go to like Italy or something. Colorado, and they would spend about ten or twenty thousand dollars on a on a vacation. They would go for a month, a whole month. And so he said to me, "Because as long as I'm spending what it is on a vacation, I can justify it in my own mind." He would spend more if he had to, but we're more like, look, we have to make this into a business and we had to make this into an LLC. We had, you know, we have to do things a different way, which we've done. And it was interesting because we learned a lot about the convention finance business. But look, as long as you have a good product, which we do, and you have loyal fans, which we do, you're going to hit those numbers every year. You just have to, you just have to know what you're doing. And we've, we've been doing this 14 years in a row now. So I mean, at this point, we kind of, kind of got it down. A lot of conventions don't succeed because I study conventions. I mean, you have to, you have to study other conventions is both successful and unsuccessful and the unsuccessful ones you ask yourself what did they do wrong and usually it's not something that we're doing wrong so i'm like okay that's that's not us we're, we're not doing that that we're going to be okay but this worked for you guys this year i mean i can go ahead oh, yeah, and reser- reserve my scooter sure. for north texas rpg con <laughs> 2033 tim's gone there's no more scooters tim said this probably is last year because of health reasons and and we get a tim a scooter every year and and i had a famous quote many years ago when we had frank and jim also at the convention they were all three of them Ride around on scooters. I told, I looked at Doug. I said, We're, I don't want to be scooter con. We need to get younger guests. <laughs> we need to get some younger guests in here. 
So yes, we, we but we did get younger guests. We started getting guys like um, Greg Gillespie and Jeff Delaney. I, I say younger Jeff Delaney. He's fifty. I get, but you know, younger to me. He's he's younger. But we're trying to get the Ed Bickfords and the you know the Raven Metcalfs and guys like people like that, so we can also sustain the convention past the day when unfortunately a lot of our classic guests are just aren't going to be able to make it because you know because yeah, the same, there's a convention you know. we go to that I'm not going to name, but we've gone right. to off and on. It's a fun con. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, we go in there and everybody is gray. There are scooters. People are going around in walkers. It, it is scooter con. And, and we're just like, yes. oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like an yep. AARP convention. What happened? Yeah. You know, Mike and I are in our 50s and we're easily some of the youngest people there. And yeah. it's like, holy See, that's, crap. That's not long-term viable. you got to get the next generation right, yeah. in and the generation that's beneath them and their kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of kids. I mean, you probably noticed we had a lot of kids this year. We've The last few years, we have had yeah. a lot of youngsters and a lot of kids. And that's good because that is viability of the hobby. And that's why we're, we're quote-unquote an old-school con. But we love having 5E there. Why? Because 5E brings the... The milkshake to the yard. I mean, that, yeah, that's that's what you <laughs> or something like oh that. Oh my! <laughs> something like you that. tried so hard just then to be young. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do what I do what I could. No, but you know, you've got you've got to be viable. You and so yeah, if the kids are playing five E and they get in and they happen to see an old school game, that's what you want, right? You want them to say, "Hey, what's this game over here? Oh, it's OSE. Oh, it's fun well, too. I want to play that." Yeah, and five E can be played old school. I mean, it's it's a state of mind. True. Yeah. To a degree, it's a state of mind on how you play a game. I well, mean, tell I, us about the future, Bad Mike. So, what, so, what's coming? Is there going to be a Four Castles Award now, or no? No. Well, are we going to no. are we going to allow things that aren't role playing games and didn't come in a box set in the seventies? Uh, yeah, Van, <laughs> they stormed the Castle Award. Liz has agreed to run our Vampire LARP next year, which I which you were so grateful at that. Thank you, Liz. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> Got a bag full of plastic. everybody. Meet me at midnight. <laughs> Bring your own paintball gun. Hey, Hey, Liz, yes. we got that bag full of cheap plastic vampire teeth. Oh, I, that's right. We do. So, yeah. I'm excited about that. That's going to be a new new era for the North Texas Con. Our, our first LARP ever. Yeah, that's, that's And I'm go. running the killer game. So, oh, you know. at, at the exact same time. time. Yeah. There's no chance, not one chance the authorities will be alerted at this. Not one. That's <laughs> not at all. No, 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 what, no. You, what could you, possibly go wrong? You save the killer tournament for the year you want out of that contract with the Marriott when you're ready to go to the next <laughs> hotel. Because that'll be the end. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll let you out well, after that. Well, tr- true story. When we were looking, before we got to the Marriott or the Westin, we went and looked at a hotel in Dallas. And, and so we're meeting with them and they're real nervous when we come in there and say, well, we want to run an RPG convention. And they talked to us a while. You could see them very visibly relax. And, and it was... It was a very nice property. I can't remember what it was. It was right on the edge of uh, Dallas, uh, in East and uh, West Dallas. But, but they said, oh, we were just so worried because you said RPG convention. And, well, we had a vampire convention here last year. And we're like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we said we had we had several complaints from guests that were accosted Ooh. by people wearing vampire costumes at one in the morning walking oh. around the convention. Like, wow. yeah, we don't do that. We're a bunch of old fat people. We don't really <laughs> we don't people around at one o'clock in the no, morning. No, Plus, we, you're a hotel. Suck it up. One year they they booked North Texas RPG Con the same weekend as uh I don't know country music stars. Name a oh, big yeah. country music yeah. star. Yeah, I remember was, that. Uh, Garth was, somebody. Uh, yeah. It wasn't Garth Brooks, but it was somebody. Yeah, it was Travis McGill or somebody. I know. Yes, Those were some fun elevator time. rides. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you noticed, but we were booked. Uh, this is the same weekend as they had a flight attendant training. Mm. So, oh, yeah. Uh, 
Oh yeah, yeah. we were in the oh, yeah. elevator with like twenty or thirty of them at times. Oh, you lucky devil! You. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I was in, I was in an elevator with a Brazilian flight attendant, and she's like, yep. "What's this convention you're at?" And I was like, "It's Dungeons and Dragons." And she's like, "Oh, I played Dungeons and Dragons when I was younger." I was like, "Cool, you should come over and play." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and get you around. Got, yeah. <laughs> and then you offered to run a private game in the room, and then that. <laughs> and then sure, the restraining orders come in, and <laughs> yeah, you know. that's all, it's not fun anymore. It's just. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a headache. Yeah. A couple of them were in the elevator with a bunch of us, and I just looked over and said, "Don't worry, none of us will ever be in first class." <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Well, we're not. We're uh, not. You know, we're not people like Zeb Cook or somebody that you know travels yeah. first class, obviously. But no, that 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 was so. That is funny because sometimes you do have that mixture of people, and we've actually picked up people over the years that came for something else. That saw uh, we have a, a big contingent of West Texas uh, law enforcement that come every year. A couple were sheriffs, a few deputies, and they, they found our con when it was at the Marriott when they were at a, I, I guess it was some kind of law enforcement, West Texas law enforcement convention at the same time we had convention at the Marriott, and these guys are walking around going, we used to play D&D, this is fun. And so we got about four or five guys that come every year, Steve and his buddies. Is it and one of yeah, them they, from Midland, Odessa? Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, I think are, I yeah. met him during uh, one of Merle Rasmussen's top Real big, team. tall guy. He wears a cowboy hat. He's got a beard. Or he's got a mustache. got a long mustache. You're, you're, at, you're yeah. describing to the blind guy. <laughs> Everybody? Everybody there, yeah. But no, they're, they're great. And these guys, it's funny. So a story about them is that they're so into it that they met Steve Winter that year they went. And so they paid for Steve Winter to fly into Midland and run a, and run games all weekend for them. So <laughs> Wow. That's awesome. That, yeah, it was now great. That's the life. <laughs> well, I didn't know those sheriffs made so much money in West Texas. Jeez. Well, you know, they, they just don't have anything to spend it on. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> You're out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I'd like to buy some tumbleweeds, please. Oh, you just bought tumbleweeds last week. <laughs> buy some more tumbleweeds? No, so that, that we've had that synchronicity a few times where somebody came for something else and just went gaga with the fact there was a game convention. A lot of people, it's funny, you run into people that don't know the game is still being played that much they thought okay that's something that happened in the 80s and even with all the media coverage over the last few years you know big bang theory all that stuff stranger things they still don't know that people really play D now or they'll ask like oh do people still play that game like yeah maybe a couple people play it like oh yeah, it's, it's bigger than it's ever been. I mean, they, they literally had their best year ever last year. Really? That's crazy. But, you know, they don't they don't know. They're not plugged in, so they don't yeah. know that stuff. This is what makes North Texas RPG Con special, Mike, because it happens at every convention for sure. But for some reason, you guys are a little nucleus of this. My favorite story is one year, Skeeter and I are just playtesting stuff online and on Facebook or some social media, we pick up this kid who's interested in playing old school and by the time we're done, we've talked Keelan Halverson and oh Samantha, gosh, his wife, yes. into attending their first RPG convention ever. Flash cut three, four years later. Now he's like, he can't do enough art for me and pace oh at our games. And he loves the con. And he, he flies in. They fly in from Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, I love Keelan. He is. But they just, he is you know, a few years awesome. ago, they just walked in blind to their first convention and had such a great time. It turned into a careers. From he's Alaska to Texas in yep. June. Ugh. He's the type of person you like to see because uh, they're young and they're excited and they're just always, he's a, he's so excited about being at the con. He's so pumped all the time. It's great. And, you know, and so, yeah, we love having Keelan and his wife that's that's just awesome and that's like you said that's just the kind of cool thing that happens when and we, we had a few people like that this year that said hey i, I heard about guys talking about this and talking crit and yeah I, I we just wanted to come because you you i mean eric is so good he he pimps out we, we pimp out talking crit or on talking crit all the time we pimp out north texas so he's really good about talking about it and we'll stop the show down to talk about the convention and we get a lot of people through talking crit so 
Awesome. We used to get a lot of people through you guys. That I don't know if we get that many through Save for Half anymore. You guys used to really talk us up, but I don't know if the bloom's off that rose or what. But you know, we know talk you about to... you every year. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. If we're gonna we start sure. slap talking, you know, Luke Gygax isn't on our show. Yeah, mm. that's right. You no, know, that was that was contractually obligated. No, no, yeah, that's right. Luke was on our show. I forgot about that. That's pretty. Cool. All right, then. Well, he, so. he was he was pimping a product. He was pimping a product. Come on, man. Uh huh. Well. Thanks for coming on to talk about the con. Uh, sure. Before we let you go, would you like to maybe mention where they can find North Texas so and maybe Talking here, Crit? Here's the deal. Oh, well, Talking Crit I can do. That's YouTube show that Eric and I put on, Eric Tinkar, Tinkar's Tavern, put on every week. Uh, Wednesday night, 8 Central, we just talk about current events and gaming, but we go off on all kinds of topics. We talk about everything. It's it's fun. We we have special guests. We had Ian and Rocky from Silver Belay Games last week, and we had Skeeter the week before that, So uh, and We've had Mike and Liz on before. We've had Jim on before. Matter of fact, we need to have you guys on again. You guys haven't been on in quite a while, so uh, we need to get you on there sometime. But that's yeah, we got say, corralled. You, you corralled us onto one of your shows at the very beginning of the con this year. <laughs> we did. We have an open mic. It's like open mic night Wednesday night when we just grab people that walk by and say, "Hey, you're you're semi game famous. Come on, get, you know, come on our show." So yeah, we had grab people off the semi game famous. That's hilarious. <laughs> My brother, every once in a while, he'll be like, "How's it feel to be a rock?" star i'm like oh yeah i'm a rock star and the niche into the fair-headed stepchild of a dying industry it feels great (laughs) (laughs) i'm a niche star yeah this niche Uh, a niche of a niche I am no, a guaranteed the- guest at ScooterCon for the rest of my life. <laughs> at least you know they won't object to you, you know, actually you know, driving a scooter, but we're not buying a scooter for you, Mike. You're going to have to get around. Sorry. We're not, we're not oh, come that. on. I was looking forward to no. Death Race 2000 with scooters. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. We're not okay. even going to need one for that. 10 or 15 years. We're just reserving them well in advance. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't tell me we were going to have fun with the scooters. Now things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, put the skeletons on front and... Yeah. Uh, see? see? By 2033, we can 3D print like Davros shells around Ooh. the scooter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Come to North Texas. Obey. Obey. Nobody cares about <laughs> Doctor Who. Oh, stay away. Stay away between him and Liz. I'm sorry, that's all the time we have today. <laughs> now Liz has to kill somebody on air. Again. They have to keep changing their lead actor every year. I mean, the lead actor leaves every year. So, you know, come on. How many, how much could they love that show? <laughs> oh, lead thanks actor. for coming on, Bad Mike. <laughs> it's been fun to fun. We liked most of what you had to say. <laughs> well, so the con itself, it, we are working on a webpage right now. So I, I hate to say you can't go to www.northtexas.com. We're not up yet. We have a tabletop events page. But again, we don't have it set up yet for next year. You can't. Matter of fact, the great thing about this is you can't even buy tickets next year yet. We're, we're having that still set up. So that won't be till July. You can start buying tickets next year. They'll be they'll be discounted. So the good time to get them is in July, because if you can't go, we'll roll it over to the next year. So Unless those tickets are going to sell in July. Unless you're close. Who's had to roll over like eight. Just He's rolling eight another tickets. Year. Thank you for your support, man. We appreciate it. We love it. <laughs> I'm making sure one less person gets to go. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I'm cutting down the count. Yeah. <laughs> Climbing we toward that, fa- that top. We have a Facebook page. North Texas RPG Con is our Facebook page. That's our primary method of co- communication right now is the Facebook page, North Texas RPG Con. But we will have our tabletop events page up by July. And we are hopefully, cross fingers, going to have a web page up 
pretty soon. But if you want to find out more about it right now, unfortunately, you have to go on Facebook. We do have a we actually have a Discord channel too. We have a Discord channel too. What North about MySpace? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have we still have a MySpace page. It's got, uh, we have, we, we, it yeah. has a Lisa. I feel Lisa like, this, Angel like this is going in the wrong direction. I think <laughs> I, I think what we should be telling them is he needs TikTok and Instagram. There we go. But but I got an Angel Fire page just for the con. <laughs> yeah, I think right, our MySpace well, page on AOL. Is, <laughs> I am I actually am on AOL. I'm actually I still yeah. have. Wow. It's an insane, but he still has an AOL account. It's, it works. Wow. It still works. It doesn't. Uh, are you uh, are you on any web rings, Mike? <laughs> when we post this episode, we'll include links to all the historical references. For yes. <laughs> I under forty. What's I tried to get a prodigy account. You cannot get a prodigy account anymore. I tried to get a prodigy account a few years ago for the for the lols, and, oh, you, and the, can... no, there's, you can't get a prodigy Aww. account anymore. Well, that's okay. I'll you let you borrow my CompuServe. There we go. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right. Well, say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you for letting me come on. And Pam, thanks for coming on, Mike. I appreciate we, we it. We love having you. Thank you, guys. Always good. Say bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Bye, Tom. Later. Free arc 2023, whenever they get a page up. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Podcast is a production of the Muttbubby Games Network and the Gagman Podcast. The Save for Half theme music is provided by the band Mississippi Bones. You can find them at mississippibones.bandcamp.com. All player characters mentioned in this podcast are fictional, and any resemblance to PCs living or dead is purely coincidental. No NPCs were armed in the making of this podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Save for Half. <laughs>